Hello all, it is Wednesday, November 16th in the NBA. My three best picks are on the way. First, let's recap yesterday on Tuesday, our best bit of the day, Jalen Brunson over 18 and a half points, cashes in the fourth quarter. DeMontis Sabonis, no sweat, under 18 and a half points. Don't even worry about that one. Damian Lillard over 25 and a half points. He does not get it done. Ruins our 3-0 sweep, but we'll take the winning day. If you are new, go down below, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button too. We crossed the 25 unit threshold. Let's go to 30 units, hopefully by the end of the week. Today, as you can see in the title, is a big, big day. And without further ado, you're going to understand why we have a big announcement. And today actually is, drum roll please, Calling our shots second birthday. Yes, our first ever video was posted in November 16th of 2020. That was when the first video went live. Then we started doing the daily videos around February of 2021. Look, we're sitting at nearly 55,000 subscribers. Give you guys a round, of, a round of applause. I mean, anyone that's ever liked the video, watched, commented, liked anything on our social medias, we can't, we wouldn't be here without all of you guys. So thank you guys all so much for the support. And in honor of that, in honor of being harassed, in honor of something you guys have always wanted, and I say harassed is in the comments. Calling our shop merch is on the way. We've ordered some samples. We're going to test it out, make sure it's comfy, make sure it looks good. But that should hopefully be launched later on in November, maybe near Cyber Monday, if you will, maybe end of Dece early December. We'll see. We want to get it to you guys under the Christmas tree if you celebrate Christmas. But without further ado, you'll learn more about that in the coming days, weeks. That's exciting, though. I know you guys have always been asking for some call on our shop merch. Won't look exactly like this one, but it'll be close. We'll have a quarter zip. We'll have a hat. We'll also have a t-shirt. Then we'll start rolling out some limited time items throughout the probably every month or so. We'll see. We've never really done merch before, so this will be our first time. We appreciate you guys for anyone that buys it. You'll obviously learn more about that in the coming days. Long intro. Happy birthday comments. Launch them into the comment section. Let's hop into our best bit of the day. We also have our NFL Week 11 best bets video popping up soon. And we have our Thursday Night Football video later on tonight. Look, enough of that. Best bit of the day. A guy that you are not going to expect. Kelly Oubre Jr. We're taking his over 19 and a half points plus 105 on FanDuel. Now, before you ask me, Austin, the line's 18 and a half. Look, I understand. I took 19 and a half, one, because I know I'll get a ton of comments if I like it at 19 and a half. And two, I'd rather play the, I think you have to take it on FanDuel at 20 plus points, but I'd rather put plus 105 than take like a minus 115, minus 125-ish on some other books. And look, I'm fine if this line is, if you want to take an 18 and a half, go for it. I don't see him land on 19 points. And if he does, fine, I'll, I'll take my L. But let's talk about Kelly Oubre Jr. of the Charlotte Hornets. Now, Hornets, they're gonna, a little bit shorthanded today. They don't have Gordon Hayward. He's been missing a lot of games. And Dennis Smith Jr., doubtful for this game. I believe they have Cody Martin. He's not going to play, obviously. Or Caleb. I think they have Cody Martin. He's the one on the Hornets. I always uh, complete, get them confused. But looking over the last few games, last four to be exact, we see Newberry play 36, 39, 34, and 34 minutes. He's playing a lot of minutes. LaMelo Ball is back, which does help him get some easier looks. But look, Ubre's a streaky shooter. He can go out there and score 10 points, say on 25 shots. That's what Ubre does. But we're banking on him shooting well today, especially coming off a bad game, five for 18 in the last one. And then let's talk about Ubre because he's going to, he's the guess, the best thing about Ubre. Never seen a shot he didn't like. He's going to go out there and shoot the ball. We just need to knock down some shots, and today's a great matchup against the Pacers. But you look at the last seven games without Gordon Hayward, we've seen Oubre score 16-plus points in all seven. So it's not like he's going out there and putting up duds. He's getting close to this line. He just needs to knock down a little bit more of his shots, and Oubre scored 20-plus points, hitting this over in three of seven games. Now his four misses, we'll talk about them. 17 points in a blowout, didn't even get close to 30 minutes. I think 25 18 points in a game. He only shot five for 14. He had five fouls. Didn't play his normal minutes. 16 points when he went five for 19. And 16 points when he went five for 18. Look, if Ubre goes out there and shoots 18 or 19 shots, 
I can sleep at night knowing we took took this over, and it's a fast-paced matchup against the Pacers, a team that we know doesn't play a whole lot of defense. And would it surprise anyone if this game goes into like the 250s, 260s combined points? No, these are two teams that play super fast. Hopefully, Halliburton's out there playing, but it's the team in the Pacers. Allow the fourth most points per game to shooting guards, fourth most points per game to small forwards, and Ubre is coming off a five for 18, 27.8% shooting night. We've seen him have some bad shooting nights this season. Sometimes that means he's more aggressive, which is good. We want him attacking the hoop, but in the last Last two games that he shot below 40%, he bounced back the next game, 20 points and 29 points. Ubre, 16 plus field goal attempts in five straight games. 17 of 22 players with 15 or more field goal attempts. Ubre is getting us at least one or more. I've scored 20 points versus the Pacers. Like the proof's in the pudding, Ubre scored 39 points versus the Pacers last year. He got high. He made like 10 three-pointers. I don't think Ubre makes 10 threes tonight, but I think the shot attempts will be there. Over-unders 232. We know the Pacers play fast. Should have a good amount of shot attempts given that the, the, the Hornets are a shorthanded team. We should see a guy like Ubre shooting a bunch. I really like him. I think that shot attempts are there. We just need him to make them. That's all we're asking for. Give me Kelly Ubre Jr., best bit of the day, over 19 and a half points. Like I said, you can play 18 and a half for more juice. I'll take the plus one of five and roll with it. A plus one of five best bet. Let's hope we can cash that one out. Now, speaking of shorthanded teams, let's go to another shorthanded team, the Oklahoma City Thunder, because I'm taking Josh Giddy over 28 and a half PRAs, minus 110 on DraftKings. You have to give Giddy a little bit of a, a little bit of a forgive forgive and forget as he we took his over a couple weeks maybe a week or so back and he didn't get it done now granted he didn't play a lot of minutes in that one it was a blowout but let's talk about Trey Mann Darius Baisley both out now Baisley we love him he's a COS Hall of Famer not for the right reasons but look a Baisley goes out there shoots a bunch so does Trey Mann and both those guys being out should lead to some more field goal attempts for a guy like Josh Giddy. now uh, Wizards will likely get Bradley Beal back. That's who they're taking. They're in Washington, taking on the Wizards. They likely get Bradley Beal back, so Lou Dort will probably guard him. But the Wizards, I watched them a couple games, and they leave everyone open except for the primary guy. When we took uh, Luka Doncic's over in PRAs, they just doubled him. They Anytime he would try to drive to the hoop, he was getting at least three other guys sent out his way. And that left Spencer Dinwiddie wide open, and Dinwiddie scored 33 points on like 70% shooting because they left him wide open. And while I'm not saying Giddy's going to be the guy left wide open, he is the second guy on this team that's going to be shooting a bunch. And I think Giddy has a good chance to go over not only his points over, but also his assists over, and he can chip in some rebounds as well. Now, Giddy's also been playing pretty we- pretty well recently. He's played 30 plus minutes in six games this season. He had a little bit of an injury. Should be ready to go, especially shorthanded. In those six games, he's had 29, 37, 22, 39, 46, and 27 PRAs going over in four of six games. Now, he's also hit the over in two of the last three with 30 plus minutes. And last game, he attempted 17 plus shots. Now, sure, he had 27 PRAs going under this 28 and a half line, but you give me 17 field goal attempts from a guy like Josh Giddy, a guy that normally takes a lot of high percentage shots. Look, I'll take the over any night of the week. I don't know who's going to guard him from the Wizards. It's definitely not going to be probably their best defender. He's going to be on SGA as they double him as he drives in. But we also look at an over-under at 225.5. I don't expect as many points as the Thunder's most recent games when you know they you saw them score like 145 against the Knicks. But still a team that the Thunder need playmakers. And Josh Giddy's arguably their second best behind SGA. Giddy also leads the Thunder in rebound chances at 12. You see Pokashevsky. He's back and he might steal some reps. But he has to also guard Kristaps Porzingis. He's got a height advantage there, or weight advantage, which doesn't normally happen for Kristaps. Could see Pokashevsky get into foul trouble. Call him Poka Poka. We love him here, but uh, he, he's going to have to be out in the perimeter guarding a guy like Giddy. We could see Giddy just kind of camping out in the paint. Very Luka Doncic, Aldi brand-esque. Guy just chills in the paint, grabs rebounds, grabs assists, and then he goes out there and scores 15, 20 points. I really like Josh Giddy tonight. I think he has a good chance of hitting his over 28 and a half PRAs. If you need an individual line, I lean points and assists first. Don't really want to count on him to get a ton of rebounds, but he also is a guy that could go out there, get 12, 15 rebounds in a game and make this a no sweat bet given his other statistics. Now, 
is for my under of the day. Don't know if we'll make an under of the day segment, uh, something that happens every day. Sabonis cashed out yesterday, thanks to the blowout. Today, we're going Clay Thompson, taking his under 17 and a half points, minus 111 on FanDuel. Now, Clay's the type of guy that if you're watching this after the game's already started, he's gonna have 18 points in the first quarter. We know that from Clay Thompson. This is like, a you kind of have to look at the numbers. You don't really love watching unders, but the numbers speak for itself. You look at Clay Thompson taking on the Phoenix Suns. They're in Phoenix, and Clay Thompson already played them earlier this season. Talked a lot of smack. I think he got ejected for the first time in his career. He scored two points in 19 minutes. Now, even if he didn't get ejected at that pace, he would have needed to play 171 minutes to hit this over. Now, I'm not a very smart person. I'm not a statistician, but you don't think he's playing 171 minutes today. And he probably scores more points than two. But you look at the last game. Clay was a back-to-back. He got the night off. Jordan Poole came in, scored over 30 points, looked electric, and put Steve Kerr in a predicament. You look at a guy like Jordan Poole playing super well, and you look at a guy like Clay Thompson who's really stinking. Like, how often and how, just how, when do you pull the plug on giving Clay Thompson consistently 30, 34 minutes? I don't know. Your question, your answer is as good as mine, but either way, Clay on the year under this line in seven of 11 games. The four teams that he hit these over against, the Magic, who allowed the six most threes to shooting guards, the Heat, which he hit twice against, they allowed the most threes to shooting guards. And the Los Angeles Lakers, who are middle of the pack, allow the 15th most threes to shooting guards. I put up those stats so you can just, guys can understand this matchup. The Suns allow the 28th most threes to shooting guards, or the third lowest. They're a team that really defends that shooting guard position well. And while maybe they'll defend, you know, Stephen Curry a little tighter than they will Clay Thompson, you can't blame them on that. Clay Thompson's only shooting like 35% from three. This is a de- very good defensive team in the Suns. We'll see if Chris Paul comes back, but either way, they're fifth in defensive rating. And last year at home, without Stephen Curry, they played the Phoenix Suns. Talk Clay, go five for 21, scoring 13 points. They're going to sag off guys like Draymond, guys like Kevon Looney, and they're going to make guys like Clay Thompson make contested shots, make tough shots, dribble the ball into the paint, go make contested shots over DeAndre Ayton and players like that. I don't know if Clay Thompson gets it done. This is a late game, so I don't know if I'll watch a whole lot of it, but I don't see Clay having a big day. And if he does, good for him. I'm happy to see him get back on track. I love watching Clay play, but I'll take the under 17 and a half points. It's just he's been hitting more often than not, and I don't think this is a great matchup for him. He has better matchups on the horizon in the future. Give me Clay's under 17 and a half points. Now, those are my three plays of the day. We might add a play in the pinned comment section, so definitely check that out. I did consider, here's a couple plays I considered. I looked at Al Horford's over in points. Interesting one. You can go check that out on your own. SGA, I liked his over and assist, given that I think he's going to be double teamed a lot. Aaron Gordon, we'll see if he plays. He has an illness, but Jokic is out. I don't think they want to play DeAndre Jordan a lot. So maybe we'll see what AG gets, but the illness kind of scares me away. You never know if they're not feeling well. They maybe play less minutes. And then Jalen Brunson, we'll see exactly what his line is. Obviously, a pretty good matchup against the Nuggets. Jamal Murray doesn't play defense, but I might add a play. Check out the pinned comment section down below. Of course, our NFL Best Bets video should be live around noon Eastern time with our favorite spread pick for Sunday. Our Thursday night football video will be live later tonight. Uh, I believe that's Titans versus Packers. It's time to shout out some COS All-Stars. Maybe we'll give you guys a merch discount when that goes live. We'll see. we got a couple. we got Prash. we got Cole. we got Zachary. we got Noel. we got The Snake. we got Walter. we got Everyday Fantasy. Blicked up Brad. we got Josh, Ethan, Brandon, and Kevin. Thank you guys all so much for the support. Can't do it without you guys. Once the Week 11 Best Bets video goes live, I'll post it right above my face somewhere around here. Again, thank you guys all for two great years of calling our shot content. We'll obviously be back for many, many, many more years, hopefully. Appreciate you guys as always. I'm Austin signing out. Merch on the way. Be on the lookout for it. We'll see you guys then. Peace out.